unless I was wasted, then I'd be like, what are you doing, oh, baby? Are you that kind of drunk? I mean, not really. It really depends. Mm-hmm. It really depends. Okay. If you mean fun, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. I've yeah. got a lot of compliments from my drunkenness from people. A lot of people say that they can't really tell except for that I look past you when I talk uh, to you. What does that mean? Like, if I'm really drunk, instead of looking at you, I'll be talking to you and I'll seem normal, but I'm just like a thousand yard oh, stare sort okay. of thing. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I blacked out at a par- party not that long ago and I was like really worried uh-huh. about what I might have done. But like everybody that I talked to afterwards was like, no, you were great. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yes, yeah. fucking win. Oh, man. there. I mean, I'm sure there are definitely times when you can really tell with me. But a lot of times that I have also been concerned about people are like, oh, I didn't like you didn't really seem that bad. But you kept saying how drunk you were sort of mm. thing. So, eh. Right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So if you're going to drink, be that kind of drunk. Yeah. And if you can't be, then you should probably not drink. Find right. a new drug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or be sober. <laughs> no. If you're going to be obnoxious when you're on anything, then you should probably just not do that well, thing. Well, yeah, that's not what you said, though. If you're not a good drunk. Do something else or be sober. But you didn't say if you're obnoxious on everything. Then yeah, do a different one. Like, let's say let's say you're really fun on cocaine. Do cocaine. <laughs> I won't do drugs because Except I... Except for alcohol. Yes, yes. But I won't do other drugs, and people will try to get me to do them with them. And just, like... As a person looking out for my friend, you don't want to do that with me. Like yeah. I tell people, it's not going to be fun for you, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to put you in that situation because I, I promise you 100%, you're not going to be the person who changes my experience with it. <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. And people always think that. Yeah. So my advice is listen to people when they tell you something. That may be a good idea. Yeah. But then some people, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some people just don't know they some like shrooms. Some people that little extra push to get out of their um, their you know their shell. I think in some cases you're right, but I just I just know myself enough. Yeah, yeah that I, that's just not gonna. That's fine. Yeah. Happen. So. All right. Well, hello everyone. Yep. Uh, Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to this far. That means a lot to us. <laughs> if you've gotten this far in. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe uh, this is your first episode. Maybe it is. Um, I hope you like it. Yeah. D- yeah. If you don't like it, still keep listening. Yeah, because even though the other ones are exactly like this one, you know, maybe maybe we just like take some time to warm up. Yeah, maybe at first you don't. We're an acquired. Maybe we're an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, maybe you never like us, but maybe yeah. once you'll hear a question that just really resonates with you. Yeah. And I feel like you'd be doing yourself a disservice. This podcast could be like Britney with drugs. It's <laughs> 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 like she's very sure that she's not going to like it, but maybe she will. Maybe I just haven't found that one drug yet. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you just don't like it because you know that we're right and it hurts to hear the truth sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so that leads me to my first question, which is short and sweet. And sad and funny. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like the sad ones. Uh, it's n- Okay. What does it really mean when... <laughs> sorry. What does it really mean when women say you are too nice to date? That's it? Yeah. That's not that sad. It's a, it's a little sad because you can tell this guy's gotten that a lot. Like, you're just so nice. Um, I don't know 
from a guy's perspective what that means. So this might be a better question for you to answer. However, I will say that this is similar to previous episode. We talked about this a little bit. This person might, or these people might just not want to be super direct about the thing that they don't like about you. Yeah. And maybe you are a great person, but something's just not vibing with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the like surface, everything on paper, everything is fine. You might yeah. be, you might check off a lot of boxes. Right. But you know, people are complicated. Sometimes they don't just want a person that's like, you know, exactly like them or too different from them or. You know, there could be several variables why a person is just not good for another person. Yeah. Maybe you're just not hot enough. (laughs) Maybe you're not hot (laughs) enough. I will say, um, I agree with what you said. I was going to say the same thing as to what we were saying in the last episode. Some people just have issues telling someone they just don't like them. So that's kind of a nice way to get out of the situation, I guess. Yeah. I will personally say I am not attracted to guys that are too nice. What does that mean, though? uh, I will tell you. (laughs) So I feel like people hear that and people like, I think I've even had someone say before, like, Oh, you just want to date guys who treat you like shit. Like Mm -hmm. you want to date assholes. And that's not at all what I'm saying. I want to date somebody who is nice to me Mm -hmm. and I want to date somebody who respects me, but I do not like people who are too nice that I feel like I can walk all over. Mm -hmm. That doesn't challenge me at all. Um, also this is not a positive characteristic in myself, but I am not attracted to what I interpret as weakness. And that is part of it. Like, I think I've told you this before, but I've definitely told several people before that like my biggest turnoff in a guy is like if someone trips. (laughs) (laughs) That is so bizarre. But I can't even help it. It's, it's not even, um, I don't think about it. It's mm-hmm. just very, it like instinctively. Everybody trips though. I know. <laughs> I know. If I like you enough, if I've dated you long enough and like yeah. I, I'm super you into you, it. it's fine. But if we're just starting out <laughs> so funny. and somebody trips or like embarrasses themselves <laughs> in that sort of way, uh-huh. it's not even like me deciding like, oh, that person tripped. Uh, they're showing weakness. I don't like it. It's mm-hmm. just so deeply ingrained in me that I am automatically like grossed out by them. Do you ever trip? It's just a feeling. Yeah, of course I trip. I trip a lot. (laughs) And I don't think I'm better than those people. Like I said, it's completely in a, like a response that I cannot control because Mm. logically it shouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me and I don't agree with it, but I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you are too nice, then there's no sort of, I think also there's a misconception, like you kind of uh, pointed this out a little bit. I think a lot of the times guys will go to that place where they'll be like, oh, girls just like dating assholes or, you know, something like that, which is, I think is a misconception. Um, I think being too nice, it, it can it can feel insincere when a person makes you feel like you're perfect, yes. even though you know that you're not perfect. Right. And it, and it kind of... It makes the person look like they're full of shit if they're just going to be like letting you get away with everything, even when you know that you're wrong. Yeah. It can just feel like this person's insincere or they're too much of a, like, they just, too much of a pushover to, like, actually state how they feel or to actually have, like, an opinion about something. Yeah, that's the thing. And And that can be a huge turnoff. Exactly. Like I said, I would, I love people that I'm with to be nice to me. Of course, 
But I don't want to date somebody that is a complete pushover. Yeah. And I feel like when people, guys are too nice, that's it. They're, like you said, they're overly accommodating. They're overly complimentary. They let you do whatever you want. Whatever you say is right. And it's like those sort of things that's, that's not attractive and that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that you can really continue with for a long time and feel good good about yeah because it almost feels desperate and and insincere it, it feels desperate it's like when somebody is trying too hard to be your friend sort mm-hmm. of thing it's like nobody likes that yeah so yeah i feel like there are, i feel like there are these uh i feel like there are toxic kind of guys too who think they're the nice guys yeah like, definitely i'm a nice guy like you yeah, said like a, girls like just, term yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just they just don't get it yeah you know I, w- I would uh, my like advice for this person. Not nice. Yeah, if you're getting this that often, I think what you need to do is develop a personality. <laughs> yeah. Because if the thing that happens the most often is that people say you're too nice, then you're just you're just uh, you're adapting to whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, so you need to start developing some stronger opinions yes. or ha- be a more independent and um distinct person yeah and maybe that person doesn't have their own opinions and maybe that person doesn't have their own personality but what i would recommend is just to you know read uh some other people's opinions and just choose something and just stick with them <laughs> just be a flat earther and there's there'll be some people in there oh man yeah <laughs> you'll meet some nice girls in there and they're not gonna care if you, yeah but if even you believe if you, in the flat earth they'll be like this guy knows what's up yeah pick some things to feel strongly about uh-huh. And like you said, develop a personality. That's right. Eventually, if you pick some things that you didn't believe initially, you pretend to believe them long enough, you'll <laughs> adapt to that and you'll start to believe it. It's like Stockholm Syndrome for yep. personality, personality characteristics. Exactly. Um, seen it happen with people who date other people and then they sort of adapt their personality and then it really becomes who they are. Yep. Super easy. You can do it too. Soon enough, you won't get that complaint mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Nobody's going to be talking about how nice you are when you're telling them about your anti-vaxxer beliefs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When you start talking about how you believe autism is caused by people who vaccinate their children, people will not say that you're too nice. No, they're going to be talking about how like opinionated you are and how... how the, the exact opposite of yeah. that is what they're going to be saying. And if you find the girl that also believes in that, then you're going to be like just her cup of tea. She's yeah. not gonna, she's going to be like, "Oh, this guy's so smart and he believes all the right things." Exactly. And even if you don't agree with that deep deep down, the type of person you are is a too nice type of person who will just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We I feel like that was really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> It was good and bad because at the same time, it's like I don't advise anybody to believe bullshit. But you know, well, I would not advise anybody to believe the thing about vaccines, but or the flat Earth. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. my God, no. But in theory, it is good advice in the sense of like, hey, if you have this strong belief and you push it, people are going to be like, not thinking about the niceness of you. They're going to be thinking about something else. Yeah, exactly. And you find someone that's like-minded, and they'll be totally into you. Yeah. So I feel like that part is good advice for they sure. You should go to church, maybe. Speaking of church. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a great segue that I didn't even know. Yeah, so I like I like going to like these uh, Christian... Uh, uh, this this is actually similar to another question that we had uh, before without all the pro- problematic stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is... Uh, uh, I'm a 31-year-old single woman. I have a question What's on age differences. What's wrong with her? I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I have been talking online to a guy I know is 19, soon to be 20 in less than a month. Oh, wow. He has shown some interest in me. He is a Christian man, <laughs> and we share the same beliefs. Would it be unbiblical or unwise to pursue this? I feel like people would judge me, especially because uh, about three or four years ago, he had been a student of mine. <laughs> If you didn't add the last part, it all would have been so simple. Yeah. Because I Even was that like, complicates things? Uh, uh, a co- she said a couple years ago? Yeah. So he was 17 and then she was 29. I, I don't... That doesn't make a huge difference. It's very similar to the, the previous one because she did know him when he was a child. 17, though? That's different than 10. That's true. I mean, now we're going to get into semantics. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> and it and it also wasn't his, her best friend's child. Yeah. It's like a a child. Yeah. So himself. less problematic. So you're more for this one. Um. Yeah. So what I was gonna say, I, I personally am not attracted to younger guys. So for me, a 31 year old um, being attracted to a 19 year old, I find it weird. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um. And when she said, "Is it unbiblical?" I don't think I'm not. I have. I'm not religious, but I don't. I feel like the Bible encourages the opposite, right? Aren't there? I don't know. <laughs> don't people in religious cultures like marry this? I don't know, but don't they marry off women very young? They do, but she's the woman. I know. So it's different. I don't think they have the same rules applied to women as they do to yeah. men in the Bible. So, right. I feel like there's kind of like a bias. So what I was going to say is I don't think it's on. Un- she was saying, do you think I'll get judged because it's unbiblical. Yes, 100%. I think she'll be judged, but not because... By the church community, for sure. Uh, by the church community, by society, yeah. by everyone. Everybody's going to judge her because older women, I guess, don't deserve to be happy with younger men. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, it's okay for men to be what is... So like, for her, she would be seen as predatory and sad and desperate. But for a guy, I would be like, oh, that, that's cool. Look at him. Hop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a complete double standard that has nothing to do yeah. with religion. Um, this is a thing I struggle with because I feel like I, I, I'm very conscious about that thing. So I wonder, like, why, why, what why? is that the song? <laughs> is that a song? Oh yes, okay, I, was I wasn't like, sure which one you meant right away. But <laughs> okay, I was like, oh my god, you're not looking at me like you know what I'm talking about. Please I did it for a second. Yeah, out. I definitely did it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like very embarrassed for a minute. Yeah, I, I for guys like when when do you think that guys need to be conscious about the age difference between them and the person that they're dating? Because even like at my age now. I feel like it would be like a for a person that's twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Would it would it be weird to date like an eighteen or nineteen year old? I feel like it would be. I think. I think in most cases. I think, oh gosh. If it's a, if it's a blanketed statement, I think that it would be. But I also would. I am open to the fact that I could meet a couple with a twenty seven year old, and an eighteen year old and find it to be an okay situation Mm -hmm. so i guess it depends yeah i think it really depends um i i think yeah it's so hard there's so much gray i I feel like if you're in your mid to later 20s there's a very big difference between somebody that's like 18 and 21 i agree i mean if you guys can't get into the same places and stuff like that i i think well i also think there's a difference between 
Yes. Okay. So I think there is a difference between um, somebody who is older that strictly only dates younger women. Yeah. And that's all that they look for. And like a 27-year-old looking to date an 18-year-old, then maybe a 27-year-old who is at a bookstore and bumps into this 18-year-old girl reading the same book as him and they really hit it off and that's not, yeah. you know what I mean? I think that, the, I just think it's completely situational. Like if, the, if it's a 27-year-old guy who's like, oh, a 27-year-old broad's gross, <laughs> then that's different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing. But but do you feel like as as men, we should be more aware of that kind of thing. Oh, I thought I like, didn't know where you were going with no, that. No, I'm, I'm talking about as men, we should be allowed. No, to, <laughs> you think we no, should be, you know, more conscious of that kind of thing. Well, I think men should be more conscious and aware of everything. Yeah. So yeah, sure, yeah. Cool. That's please, just another thing. Please, please, doobie. Yeah. <laughs> doobie. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I would love it if you were. Yeah. Okay. So I have about hundreds I have about hundreds of matches on Tinder, but every time I initiate a conversation, I manage to say the wrong thing or a series of wrong things. I don't say overtly sexual things. I'm terrible at instant messaging. I tend to say too much. I'm also very shy about approaching women in public. I might hit on someone once a year or something. What is wrong with me? So is it a guy? I think so. Okay. Unless it's a woman hitting on a woman, who knows? But I, I think not. So difficult. I think it's a guy. I don't want to be heteronormative, so I don't either. But I do, I do think it's a guy. But he gets messages. He gets no. He doesn't get well. I probably, but he gets about hundreds of matches on. Oh, Tinder. matches. So okay. I guess he is. I think he, what he's implying is I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. But every time I initiate a conversation, I say the wrong thing or a lot of wrong things. Yeah. Well, I think this kind of goes back to a thing that you say all the time, which is it. That's just kind of how it is when you're dating, right? It's just hard. Yeah. Regardless of the situation. But he did, he did feel the need to preface it with, I don't say overtly sexual things, which leads me to believe that he says overtly sexual things. <laughs> like, I think he's saying things that are sexual, that he doesn't think are overtly sexual. Yeah. But are skeezy. Mm. So maybe because just don't if, say any sexual if things. If he wasn't saying sexual things, he wouldn't have brought that up. It's like yeah. they're not overtly sexual. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So just don't say sexual things. Well, why? Yeah, I mean, if you're just me- if you're initiating conversation with somebody and you're saying somewhat sexual things, it's overtly sexual. Yeah. It's all sexual. Yeah. It's That's gro- good advice. Yeah. I feel like this is another one of those things that should just be applied to men in general. Just don't just say sexual things to somebody. Read the room. <laughs> if you guys are being very flirty. Yeah, that could be a different situation. Yeah, but like a like a hey yeah. sexy lady sort of thing. That maybe you don't interpret that as overtly sexual, but it's off-putting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, so he says, "What's wrong with him?" It's tough to say. I mean, because we. I, I feel like we'd need a sample message. Oh yeah, I want to see Or an example of the conversation people. for us to really be able to judge it. Well, he says he tends to say too much. What, but what does that mean? I don't know. He manages. He says the wrong thing. Or so a just series say less of wrong then. things. He says too much. But then he's say very less. shy about Maybe. approaching women in public. I think you know what I think he is. I think he's one of those guys that are super shy, would never talk to a woman, but will message you on Tinder or Facebook or whatever uh-huh. and say like, "Hi. Hello. Hi. 
hi, hi, how are you? How are you? Are you there? Are you there? Are you going to yeah. respond? It, like, so those sort of like very persistent yeah. guys who are like actually very shy and not self-aware or socially mm. adept. Yeah. That might be a thing that you need to consider. Yeah. Maybe you should be asking what's wrong with you. We don't know. I mean, that, that like, I think... A little we, bit of self-analysis could probably help yeah, you figure that out. there's nothing wrong with wondering. Maybe there's nothing wrong with you, but there's nothing wrong with taking a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe kind of, like, looking through those messages and seeing maybe from a different perspective, maybe showing them to a friend, maybe a female friend. Yeah. I'm sure a female friend would be able to give you exactly the knowledge that you need to know and if you show her an example message and yeah. be like, this is what I said. First of all, would you be embarrassed to show it to them? Because if, if you, you would, are, yeah, it's then best. yeah. But if you were like, oh, I don't know what I did wrong. Look at this message. They might be able to catch something that you don't. But if you're just even without, you know, like any other information, like if you would be embarrassed to and share it with a female friend, you probably fucked up and you did something you know you're not supposed to be saying. Yeah. And if you have no female friends, then that's you also another problem. Up. <laughs> and you obviously are not the type of person that a female would like to get close to, or mm-hmm. you don't think women are worthy of friendship, and then that's a whole other. It's a whole other issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have female friends. Right. Yeah. We're friends. That's mm-hmm. nice. It's nice. Yeah, I have a lot of female friends. Yeah. Um, also, it's it's hard to message people just yeah. in general. I mean, I would say less is more. Don't. Don't say a whole ton. Mm-hmm. Just want, you know. Short. Yeah, and don't like keep talking to someone when they're not responding. That's just weird. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if if you just are really truly like at a loss, maybe you're just not good online. Yeah. Then you know, have some short, quick, and it back and forth, and then sort of like, hey, would you want to meet up sometime? Sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, for sure. That's good advice. All right. I feel like they made the music louder. I know. <laughs> it was so they much were tired of us. Uh, God. See, I don't even know if I want to. Okay. So, okay. This is a long one and it's very religious, but um, uh, my husband and I have both accepted Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and try to live according to his word. With that being said, I have been keeping a secret bank account from him because I am scared of the way he handles our finances. Good for her. We have been married for four and a half years now, and he has never held a steady job. He has been fired and let go of employment more times than I can count. We are a one-income household, but he spends as if we have two incomes. I made him start paying bills because I thought it would make him more aware of his finances as well as make... Uh, take some pressure off of me. However, he has made several late payments and we have occurred several late charges because of it. When I ask him if he has been applying for jobs or ask him what he has done for the day, he gets extremely defensive and it starts a fight. My husband has been spoiled and therefore does not cook or clean. So I have to make those things before I go after my job. On top of this, he likes to have a ni- have things nice. So if I receive a bonus, he believes it is entitled to spend that as well. Last year, I wanted to use my bonus at the beginning of the year to pay off the bills from last year, which have at least a thousand dollars left over that I had as a buffer. So we're not living paycheck to pay- paycheck. As usual, some time overdraft. However, when I told him what I think we should do with my bonus, he said we needed a new 60-inch TV. Uh, because it has been a while since he bought one. Meanwhile, we have three nice televisions in the house that all work well. 
He didn't speak to me for over a week until I gave in to his request. For this reason, I have opened up an emergency savings account to hide. Um, uh, to hide money in case uh, anything urgent comes up. Please help. Thank you so much. So th this is another situation like a previous one where there's obviously so many problems besides the thing that they are asking about. Yeah. So I, the I don't see the relevance of them having accepted Jesus Christ into their heart. Like, I don't know why that had to be part of the review, except for maybe to the review. kind of... Oh! <laughs> the question, except for to maybe kind of, um, like, set it up as like, oh, so the men are supposed to be the... Like, what is it supposed to be like? Breadwinners. The Lord, your husband. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Like yeah. the pecking order. Yes. So maybe that was to say, like, you know, I've accepted Jesus and I try to fi follow the Bible and my husband is uh, my uh, the person who is supposed to yeah. tell me what to do sort of thing. It's it's funny because it's usually the opposite. It's usually the, the breadwinner, not even maybe usually the opposite, but if anything, I feel like it's usually the person who is making all of the money sort of holds the money over the other person's head mm -hmm. and uses that as a way to control the person. Like, yeah. you don't do enough and I pay for everything and mm -hmm. like you're a piece of shit, sort of like. Yeah. So you have to do everything for me. But this woman makes all the money, pays for everything, mm -hmm. still has to do everything for yeah. him. And he makes her feel bad about it. Because it's, of the religious aspect, I guess. Uh, or maybe he's using that as an excuse. Because uh -huh. it seems like they recently <laughs> accepted God into their lives. I'm sure he is loving it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I my advice would be to leave him. <laughs> On it, I'm serious, though. Like, I think it's very cut and dry in this situation. Because <laughs> You don't think so? I don't know. It just seems like... Like if the person writing in, I don't think they would accept that as as uh, they probably wouldn't follow through with that. They advice. don't have to, but that's my advice. Like <laughs> I just I feel like I'm usually a little like like oh well they could do this or they could do that yeah. or they could do this. But he I don't think yeah it doesn't seem like a good relationship. No, talking about it to him is not going to help because he he obviously feels entitled to do whatever mm. he wants to do. He doesn't have any thought for how she feels or what she does and what she struggles with and how much he provides for her and what he does for her. He just expects that she needs to do everything yeah. and obey him. And I am not on board with any of that. And I it just doesn't seem like a mindset that he would change. Yeah. Um, it just seems like there's a lot going on there that's just sort of ingrained in his personality. So I don't really, like for me, mm -hmm. I would not ever stay with Tolerate a person that. like that would there be a way for you to like give this person advice while also taking into account like their religious beliefs uh, my advice would be keep saving your money separately from him yeah. I think that's great mm -hmm. god I don't know it's just so hard for me to say because I just don't care about that you yeah. know I don't either but it's you know so what would your advice be then if you were trying to be unbiased? I feel like there's so many issues that need to be resolved before you start worrying about whether or not you're hiding a checking or a savings account. Yeah. That seems to be at the bottom of the list as far as things that are important in the situation. And if yeah. you want to work on the, uh, if you, if, if uh, marriage is important to you, then I feel like you're not going to be able to solve the problems by just continuing to do what you're doing and hiding the money that you're making these problems need to be addressed at a higher level. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure even if the husband is above the wife in religion, it is also supposed to be that you're supposed to respect your spouse, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess if I was trying to be completely unbiased, I would recommend that they see like a church counselor or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I still don't think even in a religious aspect that this sort of power dynamic would be seen as okay. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like bad news. Like, yeah. but, but I don't think the problem here is the the, the account. No, no, no. You're no. looking at this completely the wrong way. Like, you're missing the bigger picture here. Well, yeah. Well, she's looking at it as this is wrong because I'm disobeying my husband. And because she's lying, but she's just trying to make sure that they stay afloat. Yeah, it doesn't even... Yeah, it's not even like, oh, I'm putting this aside for myself. It's like, I just need to make sure we're okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Trying she's still looking out for them. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. I know. So, this guy really needs to step up his game. I know. He it's really does. And and I think, you know, if they're going by stereotypical, like, biblical sort of things, the man is supposed to be the provider, yeah. right? So maybe yeah, he so needs to, to step g- it up. yeah, get a job. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, what would Jesus do? <laughs> Jesus wouldn't be down with that, I don't think. Okay. Dear David and Brittany, <laughs> my issue is that <laughs> this is a doozy. Get ready. Okay. Get ready. I'm ready. I don't think you're ready. I'm not because I don't know what's going to happen right now, but. (laughs) Well, okay. I don't even know if I can read it. Uh, My issue is that it's not seen as acceptable to shame fat people. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. Grinds my gears that people complain about airline seats or clothes not being made for them when it's their own agency that created the problem. If I put on weight, I go to the gym and eat less. It's not that hard. You can't complain about how society treats you when you decide to eat four different types of cheese for dinner. Obesity causes serious health problems that directs the health budget away from real issues. If someone is on Twitter bragging about their takeaway, they give up the right to complain that people look unfavorably upon the person's weight. Fat positivity is about the same as people with bad personal hygiene trying to be odor positive. It's a safe assumption to presume that overweight people are lazy and lack control. Um. So, what is her issue? Is that she feels like she I can't complain? I think it was a guy, actually. Or his it. issue? I think it was a guy. So, the person's issue is that they don't feel like they're allowed to complain. Yeah, I think they—they're not. Uh, they have to be shamed. Why and is that secreted? Why is that so important for you? Exactly. Like, what? Why is it so important to the to you to feel like you need to be able to do that? Right. Like, what good is it doing anybody? Like you're not unless you're trying to figure out ways to solve obesity. I don't see what good it's doing you to try to feel like you need to take this on and be on a fucking soapbox telling people to stop being fat. No, it's just all of those people who are trying to find an excuse for how hateful they are. Yeah. And directed at something else. Like, yeah. well, it's not healthy to be overweight, so we shouldn't glamorize it. It's like, no, you just are f- a fucking terrible person, mm-hmm. and you hate fat people because you've been conditioned to think so, but you need to be like, oh, because it's because they're not healthy. Like, you don't care about this person's no. health. This doesn't, like, this is not, you're using that as an excuse. Yeah, if, if that person went to the doctor, and you went to the doctor, and you got a ton of blood work, and that person was seen as perfectly fit and better off than you were, that wouldn't change your view of mm-hmm. them. So it has nothing to do with that at yeah. all. And I mean, without even, yeah, I don't even really want to get into like the psychology or the physiology of different people and why some people would be obese and 
you know how like a lot of people that are in the lower economic parts of society happen to be more obese because the system is just made for poor people to be fat. Yeah. I won't even Cheap get into all that stuff. Cheap food is not good for you. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. You know. Some people have health issues. They can't help it no matter how hard they try. It's not a matter of that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, this is irrelevant. I don't understand why you would feel like it would be so important to you. I think if you truly care about the issue of obesity in the country, you'd start doing some more research to find out why people are obese and try to solve it like on a grander scale that doesn't involve just feeling like you deserve to get to make people feel bad about being fat. Right. Because like if you think suicide is a problem, you don't go around telling people, hey, if you want to kill yourself, you're shitty <laughs> and you should feel shitty. It just, you, you'd want to try to solve it in a, on a, on a more general scale you'd right. want to try to like find a way to like make a foundation so that people can reach out for help and have like put your number out there so people can call you when they are feeling depressed and similarly if you want to solve the problem of obesity you would like start you know opening up you know like a program for people to get personal trainers or you know fitness or health tips or stuff like that for people in like the lower economic parts of the world like you really don't give a shit about this problem at all i'm sorry it's it's he says it's not that hard it is hard Mm -hmm. it's hard emotionally it's hard physically it's hard mentally it's all hard yeah um I mean, this person is obviously just so completely miserable with themselves. <laughs> to honestly, yeah, I I don't know why somebody feeling positive about their body would bother them so much. Yeah, um, it, it's just really crazy to me. This, I mean, this guy has so much wrong with him. <laughs> really, though. Yeah. Because. And it's just like such assumptions. You can't complain about how society treats you when you decide to eat four different types of cheese for dinner. Like I am what people would consider to be thin and the amount of food that I eat sometimes would be seen as atrocious. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I don't even know how to articulate what I want to say eloquently Yeah. because it's just. Yeah, you, this person should be a little more empathetic. And and really look at themselves and find out why it's so important for them to to need to be able to do that. It's not acceptable to shame fat people, like he asks, because there's nothing wrong with being fat. Yeah. I mean that that just is what it. Yeah. In mm-hmm. some obviously in some cases it's unhealthy. There's a lot of stuff that's unhealthy. Does he go to a bar and shame everybody for drinking beer? Yeah. Um, actually that's part of what like I actually did read the woman's response to this and that's like part of what she said like yeah. I'm, you know it's like that's there's not, a lot of things that are unhealthy for people I, yeah you don't yeah. you don't care about that yeah yeah I, I mean okay it's fine <laughs> we can move on <laughs> that was an interesting one yeah uh, but okay cool I you know I'm happy that's very different from what we're used to and I've never had somebody be so obviously awful yeah my issue is (laughs) my issue is that I'm an asshole why can't we be racist (laughs) you know I think I'm actually out of questions do you have any other ones I actually don't how is this one really short this one might be a little bit shorter but I also have some solicited advice for this episode Oh, okay cool so maybe we can end the episode with that so 
Uh, this is this is from a friend who is choosing to stay anonymous. Okay. So she said, I've recently been struggling with the idea of monogamy. I don't know if I believe in it or if the people I love are capable of it. Yet I'm monogamous. Uh, like I feel like my recent relationships have failed because of this concept, the idea of settling down. Um, uh, or why is it so hard to let go of past relationships and love? Am I delusional for not being over my ex who I haven't seen in like a year? What is wrong with me? These are actually two separate questions. So that's actually great because we're, we each didn't have one more question. <laughs> so let's go with the first one first, the, the struggle with monogamy. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with struggling with monogamy. Yeah. Um, I think we've actually talked about this a long time ago throughout the years. And I think what you had said is the only time it's an issue is if you're lying to the other person about it. Um, Which I agree with. I don't know if I could be in an open relationship. Logically, um, I think the idea makes complete sense. I don't think loving another person takes away from the love that you have. Yeah. With another person, I think you have different friends for different purposes and you get different things out of different people and it doesn't at all diminish what you have with somebody else. Uh, but I I don't know that I could do it just because if I... I don't really like people very often and once I do, it's like I really like that person. <laughs> so that would be hard for me. Um, yeah. Because... And I think it's just been ingrained in you for so long that that's not what's supposed to be. If somebody wants to be with you, they just want to be with you. So it's hard to kind of let go of that concept whether or not it's correct. But I think if she's struggled with that with partners, like they've wanted that and she's also wanted that, then there's completely nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's... I feel like right now we're in a place where it makes sense to be struggling with monogamy because I think as our culture has evolved we're seeing that a lot of these rules that we've created have no real meaning or purpose yeah and so even though things have been conditioned to in us for them to be a certain way they don't need to be that way right and if you really look at why this would be a problem there's not really a reason that would be a problem besides people have an ego yes like there's so many times where guys would be willing to have an open relationship, it was if it wasn't for the fact that they would have to deal with their partner being in an open relationship. Because I've never talked to a guy that didn't wouldn't want to have sex with another girl or yeah. hook up with another girl. They just wouldn't be able to handle the idea of their girlfriend or wife doing the same thing. Yeah. So there's so much that goes into this, and I feel like if it's a concept that interests you, then it would be good to look into other types of relationships and polyamory and stuff like that to see if maybe. It would be a thing for you. I think it makes sense for you to struggle with it because people have been conditioned with monogamy so much. It's like everywhere. And people don't understand it. People judge it. Like I personally don't have a problem at all being monogamous because once I like somebody, like nobody else just really interests me. It's not something that I'm trying to do. It just, that's just how I am. It's not a struggle. But I think just because it's not something that you personally are wanting to do, like, I don't care what other people do. If other people are down with that, then all the more power to them. I don't think that makes their relationship any less than anybody else's um, or takes away from it at all. I just mm-hmm. think you probably, I think it's probably obviously very important, as it is in any relationship with any sort of situation, to have very clear mm-hmm. 
rules and guidelines and boundaries when it yeah. comes to that. But I mean, other than that, yeah. I think in general, too, I think maybe the reason people struggle with monogamy is because we put such a strong emphasis on what needs to happen for it to be a good relationship. Like, people, like, idolize, like, the relationship that lasts forever. Yeah. Which I don't think necessarily means that it's better than the relationship that ended short. Right. So, I think maybe if you don't want to be polyamorous, but you are struggling with monogamy, is maybe change your standards about what you think a relationship should be because you might be setting the bar in an unrealistic way where you feel like you fail if you don't feel like you can be with a person forever. Right. Because there's a lot that can be gained from a relationship even if it lasted a short amount of time. Yeah. And some relationships do last a really long time and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, not everything has to. Yeah, some people have been married for 20 years and are miserable. So. And some people have and they're happy. It doesn't, it's all, it doesn't, nothing, none of that is a failure. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is a failure to stay with somebody that you're unhappy with just for the sake of... Yeah. But but even then, if you end up getting out of it and you're like, oh man, I wasted so much time, whatever. You didn't though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything runs its course and that's it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that was a good one. So let's get on to her next the one. Part. Uh, I feel like... Uh, uh, oh, well, she felt like relationships have failed because of the concept that she doesn't... She struggles with monogamy, but, you know, like we said. Well, that's the thing. It's like if other people are also trying to be or trying to be polyamorous and you don't want to be, I guess then that would be a thing. Well, if your relationships have failed because you've struggled with monogamy because you want to be polyamorous, that's one thing. But if your relationships have failed because of that, because you've cheated on them and didn't make them aware of that. That's a little bit different. I don't think that's the situation okay, for this person. Okay. No, that's not what so. I initially interpreted. Yeah. As, but then when you kind of read that I think part, may, again. yeah, I think maybe the the struggle, and I think a lot of people struggle with this, but I think the struggle might be that they're with someone and they don't feel like they believe in this idea of the traditional relationship that's been pushed on us by all yeah. society. So it's like this must mean something yeah. if I don't feel like this person completes me. Yeah, that you're, they're supposed to complete. You're supposed to die without them. You're supposed to want to be around them all the time. You're supposed to think about them every second of the day. Yeah, and it's just not realistic. And also, this person is very busy, and they got more important shit to worry about than some fucking dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but on to her second question. Um, uh, why is it so hard to let go of past relationships and love I am, an, uh, am I delusional for not being over my ex who I haven't seen in over a year I haven't seen my ex in like nine years mm-hmm. and I feel like I wouldn't say that I'm not over her but it took a very long yeah, time it takes a long time for me to to be okay and even up until like a year I mean on our last podcast we were still talking about trying to get some closure with this person yeah and I think I finally got to the point where I'm not even thinking about it anymore. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. Depending on what that person was to you, I don't think it matters how much time goes by. You mm-hmm. get to a place where you're okay, and obviously you're probably not devastated about it anymore, but it's still a thought in yeah. your head. Um, a year is pretty fresh, too, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think it all depends on how your relationship ended, because if you feel like it was it ended in a bad way or there wasn't any closure and then that's going to take a really long time to get yeah. past. And even though she didn't mention this, I happen to know that they've talked 
since then. So it's not like they haven't had oh. any contact in a year. Like yeah, that that can be, that makes it way harder because you start to feel like you're getting to a place where you feel okay, and then it's like you're starting from scratch again mm-hmm. when you keep talking to them. So yeah, a year is not a long time. I would say really that's a, that's that's still pretty fresh, and I struggled with an ex for a very very long time. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I feel like that's not. I feel like that's normal. I think it's completely normal. Yeah. And I don't I don't think either that you having like an emotional conflict means that you need to be with them either. It could just be that you miss the you feel like you miss something or you have regrets or there's other things that could have been done or there's several factors that could go into why you don't feel like you could let go of a certain aspect of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, sometimes that might not go away for a while yeah <laughs> honestly it's, it's like, so cliche but it just takes time yeah yeah but i don't know have you you've struggled have you struggled with like an ex for a prolonged period of time oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure you know this <laughs> yeah um it's fine now because we're good now <laughs> but yeah there was um a period of time where uh, we just didn't talk at all anymore and for a long time it was really hard and then eventually it just sort of you know you move past it and get over it but it was it definitely took more than a year mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that to me is that does not seem weird or long no or it doesn't any at all. and also this can kind of tie into the whole monogamy thing because you could you know continue to have feelings for this person and go on and yeah. <laughs> be dating other people and not feel like it's like oh I'm doing something wrong by still having yeah. feelings for this other person like and a lot of times you kind of have to yeah yeah to help you get over that other person yeah if that happens and if not then you're gonna struggle for a little bit but you know what like it's gonna be fine yeah I'm sure I don't believe in soulmates so I'm sure I'm pretty positive about that one I don't know if I believe I don't believe in soulmates because I don't like the the term soulmates. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I believe in a soul sort of thing, but I do believe in extreme compatibility. Yeah. Um, but I mean, are, who's so unique out there that there's only one person for them? It just, but that's that's not what I think it is. I think it just has to go with uh, shared history and shared experiences and moments together and things that you do. You just build up such a thing yeah. that this person is just ultimately the person that is completely right for you because mm-hmm. of all of that. But I don't think it's like any mythological sort of thing. Yeah, definitely not. But I, you don't think that that's a thing that could you could acquire with another person? Uh, yeah, if you had to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't listen to Brittany. What? <laughs> like, I fine. mean, I just, like, I think somebody can be very right for you. They're, yeah, of course they're good. Yeah, I, I definitely believe in that. Yeah. But I feel like you got to that point with that person with work. Like, you, oh. you, you, like, if you get to the point with a person where they're just so right for you, it's because you've developed this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not an automatic thing. Yeah, exactly. But you putting that time and energy into another person could eventually develop a very similar, especially since everybody's constantly growing and evolving, that you could be a completely different person with this new person than you were with your past soulmate. Yeah. Soulmate with coats. Right. So. <laughs> um... But anyways, um, <laughs> we're getting to that time. I'm running out of battery life on this bad boy. So oh, I'm the bad boy. Um, do we have anything else that we want to? Um, just again, if you have any questions, please feel free to send them in to us. 
we would love to answer solicited advice. Yes, as well. Um, just don't take what we say too seriously. No. Remember that me and Brittany are both very flawed people. Yeah, but we will. I will try. I'll try. We're trying our best. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so thank you so much for listening, and don't overdo anything. That's right. Get you find the things like all of them diamond rings, bitches kill cold.